Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Today in Watching Your Wealth, one-on-one with sports broadcasting legend Brent Musburger. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Brent Musburger is one of the most well-known figures in sports broadcasting. He's a member of the National Sports Media Association Hall of Fame and received the Vin Scully Lifetime Achievement Award in sports broadcasting. He's now joining his family's business, Vegas Stats and Information Network, where he'll be hosting a show dedicated to sports betting. Welcome, Brent. It's a great honor to have you on the podcast. No, thanks a lot, Veronica. Nice to be with you. I, I just, uh, you know, the introduction, I was thinking how fast time flies. And for youngsters, uh, I guess they should remember that uh, it's a very short span from uh, Rookie of the year to the old timers game, if you will. Oh, wow. Well I, well, I definitely want to get more of your advice, but I would love to hear more about recent history. First, we heard those iconic words from you. You are looking live for the final time on ESPN recently. How did that feel? You know, it didn't really uh, sink in, Veronica. I was so caught up in the moment, but, but I must say the people at the uh, University of Kentucky were, were so nice and warm and, and all the great analysts that I've been with through the years. I, I'm going to miss, you know, the live events in the arena and, and the analysts. Most of all, I, I'm going to miss the uh, the folks out there. I, I've i always enjoyed um, talking with the fans, and, you know, the passion that these people have. It, 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 it amazes me the passion that these people show for professional teams like the New England Patriots, the Atlanta Falcons, but also the college teams like the uh, Kentucky Wildcats. I don't know where I grew up, out the University of Montana, the Grizzlies down here with the uh, Florida Gators. And it's it's the same wherever you go. They've got, they've got great love of their favorite teams. Real passion. It's funny you bring up passion because one of the things our fans, my fans, love about you is that you bring an excitement to the game regardless how big or how important – the game was so. I'm just wondering, how did you do that? Where did that come from? Well, I think I, I think Veronica, the first thing you say to yourself is, I, I don't care if, if one person is listening or one million. Uh, I and I have run the gamut. Believe me, from uh, huge audiences to the very small audiences in some of the uh, lesser known colleges and universities that I've covered, and, and they have a commitment of their time, and and I owe it. I always owed it to them to uh, feel that this particular event was special. I was I was always asked, for, like, what, Brent, what's your favorite game of all time? Right. What's your favorite event? I, and I say, listen, it's always the next one with me. I'm hoping it's the best game I have ever done. I I never look back, and the problem is I can't get away with that answer anymore, you know, because <laughs> no, I mean, there's a business to do, obviously, uh-huh. but, uh, but I always enjoyed the arena, and, and I always felt 
that I owed them my my best, no matter who was playing in a particular game, if that makes sense to you. Oh, absolutely. I think that's good career advice in general for folks. You know, be all in no matter what you're doing and be excited about the next opportunity you have. I think that's really great. I, you know, I actually thought you were going to say you were a Jets fan because I saw an interview with you and I thought you were going to say the Jets were your favorite because you said the only autograph you ever asked for was from Joe Namath. I love that story. Yeah, Veronica, it, it, and it's true. In fact, as I stand here in uh, my wall down in uh, Jupiter, Florida, where Joe Namath also happens to I see the autograph that uh, that I asked for, and it all it all really goes back to uh, Super Bowl three. Joe Namath and the Jets were matched against the Baltimore Colts, and my old friend Jimmy the Greek uh, made the uh, Jets a 16-point underdog, and quickly the betters moved it to uh, to 18. And it was on a Thursday night when my wife and I went to the Miami Country Club, where Joe was being honored. He was heckled uh, from the audience by a Baltimore Colts fan. Oh, and he, he got up and said, matter-of-factly, uh, we are going to beat the Baltimore Colts on Sunday. I guarantee it. Oh, and it was said it. so matter of fact that we reporters and only about six or seven of us in the room at the time, we didn't run for the telephones to, uh, to update the story. And of course, the rest is history. But the picture, the picture in mind that I had Joe sign, there's five of us, five sports writers uh, around his chaise lounge outside the uh, a hotel where he was staying at Fort Lauderdale, where the Jets team was quartered. And there he is in his swimming trunks. And a couple of ladies are bending over, getting, <laughs> getting autographs and, can you imagine? Can you imagine yeah, today, Veronica, so being at a Super Bowl? Let's, let's say Tom Brady. Do you think we yeah, could have right. gotten close to Tom Brady? It, it really shows the growth of the Super Bowl, but it also shows the warmth of Joe Namath. And uh, to this day, when I watch him, Veronica, around people, he he stops, he signs autographs, he's got a big smile. Uh, he understands that relationship with the fans because without them, he wouldn't be Broadway Joe, and and, and I certainly uh, would not be as successful as I was. The fans are the key to all of this. Big time. Speaking of the Super Bowl, I'm going to ask you quickly, what did you think of the, the big game? Well, I'm going to be perfectly honest. For charity out in uh, Las Vegas with the uh, new venture, I had uh, a $500 parlay on Atlanta mm. and the under, which would have paid that charity around $2,000. So obviously I was oh, disappointed. However, uh, I felt very good about the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick also has a place down here at Jupiter. Uh, Tom Brady certainly elevated his status to number one, moved past Joe Montana and, and Terry Bradshaw, all Hall of Famers. It was, a, it was a team that took advantage of its opportunities. And, you know, Veronica, let me give you one statistic that I uncovered someplace the other day. Nice. That this is since 1991. Teams that have trailed by 25 points in the National Football League going into the fourth quarter, regular season, mm-hmm. playoffs included, down 25. The overall record now is four wins, 1,191 losses. So it is an amazing, amazing performance by New England. Amazing the way they beat the odds. Wow, wow. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit more about your career. What is the secret to having such a long career? Because I think that's an inspiration to some folks. Well, in my case, in my case, Veronica, there's a lot of things. First of all, um, you know, I wasn't a great athlete, and I didn't come to, I didn't come to the business with a well-known name. I had to earn my name, and so I, I was willing to work any sport at any time, 
and variety uh, was one of the keys. Now I notice around our industry, these these youngsters wind up specializing. In my mind, way too early. I I think it's the same with with young athletes that I see that uh, if they're a good basketball player, they join up these AAU teams and all they do year round is play basketball. And uh, the same with baseball, and to a certain extent, the same with football. Is certainly more physical, and so. Some of the youngsters don't take that up until a later age, but tennis players, golfers, et cetera. I, it's not the same as when I grew up. Uh, we weren't specialists. We, and maybe it's up from a small town in Montana, uh, but we, we did a, a variety of things. And I would recommend to young broadcasters that they do that, uh, that the key is you're going to have to fulfill a lot of roles uh, when you start out and, and be willing to do that. So I, one of one of the keys to me, and then again, Veronica, I was in the right place at the right time. They were uh, searching for people in Chicago. I was a newspaper man, and so they were looking for people who could do the two-minute strip on the ten o'clock news and the uh, and the six o'clock in New York. Of course, it was the eleven o'clock news in the East Coast. We had a difference between the Central and the uh, and the East Coast time. So, be willing and able to do a lot of things. I honestly also think that being uh, studying writing helped me oh, a lot point. because I can craft a sentence, uh, not just on a word processor. Now, of course, in my day, I had an old Olivetti typewriter when I was covering <laughs> teams. But, but you learn how to uh, uh, speak in sentences uh, when you're up on the air, and I, th- I think it's important. I, I also encourage a, uh, a broad education. I, uh, no, I, I am passionate about sports. I, I look at it every day. I don't think it's the most important thing in the world. Uh, I do start with the front page of the Wall Street Journal. All right, we like uh, to I'm hear old that. school, so I don't I don't always go to the internet for my information. I still like that uh, that sheet in my hands, and uh, and the journal uh, takes good care of me. And eventually, I get back to the opinion pages, and some I agree with, and some I disagree with. But I think that's that's the kind of education everybody should have. Sounds great. Tell me about overcoming obstacles, because I think we've all had our share of them. And what's been your secret to overcoming? the ones that you've encountered? You know, Veronica, because I've been fired once uh, unexpectedly. Uh, I've moved on once, and that was not expected until a few months ago. But uh, it's an old lesson I learned from Montana and an old lesson I learned from my mom and dad who both uh, grew up in rural environments. And, And the lesson is very, very simple. When you get bucked off a horse, stand up, dust your pants off, and get back up on another horse. In other words, go back to work. Uh, And that has served me very, very well, because in life, you're going to get thrown off. It's inevitable for all of us. Uh, The great Damon Runyon once wrote that life is seven to five against. And uh, it's always worth thinking that there's going to be, there's going to be bumps along the way. Uh, you know, the, there was another line that uh, life's a bitch and then you die. And so you have to think about all those things as you travel through because it's not not all going to be balloons and lollipops. Uh, right. Not every day is Christmas Eve. Is and, and you have to expect it, understand it, and move on. Yep. That resilience and that perseverance is so important. Tell us about the new show. Well, the new show is kind of interesting because my nephew, Brian Musburger in Chicago uh, had come to me and said, Unc, there's just not a website I really like where I get my gaming information, gambling on sports, and tells you what's coming up and 
how do you look at games and why are spreads the way they are? And and I said, well, Brian, I said, I know people in Las Vegas because I played a lot out there. I said, I'll introduce you to them, and, which I did. And then I kind of disappeared back into my universe. And the next thing I know, uh, Michael Gunn, who owns the South Point Casino, had built my nephew a studio dedicated uh, to giving out uh, information on gambling and sports. And, it, you know, not everybody, Veronica, likes to likes to bet on sport, but, but a lot of people do like to bet, whether it's in a casino situation uh, with each other. And, of course, as you know, there's an awful lot of money wagered offshore, which I would like to see come back onshore. In other words, I... I think they should expand the places where it's legal to better the United States, tax it effectively, and go forward. I think that if you uh, if you ask people who follow sports, especially the professional football, uh, gambling has meant an awful lot to the uh, to the growth of that league. And I'm not I'm not talking about the guys that you read about who bet hundreds of thousands on a game. That's a that's a very 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 small portion. But I run into a lot of people who bet $20 just for fun and the camaraderie and sit around at the games. And uh, when we were in Las Vegas doing a show over the weekend, we'll, we'll have a daily show. It'll be two hours a day, Thursday through Monday, in my case. And we'll start out with five hours. It's the VSIN network, V-S-I-N. And we, we won't sell, you know, listen, it's not going to be dial 1-800-BRENT, pay me 10 bucks, and I'm going to give you the lock of the night. I'm not, I'm not any better handicapper than anybody else who's out there in the universe, but I will, we will try to dispense information that can help you make up your own mind and, uh, and perhaps get, uh, you know, more winning bets than, than losing. Because I think that even if you don't bet Veronica, I think, and I think the wall street journal uh, really speaks to this with the growth of the newspaper. People are interested in the movement of money, right. whether it's in a, uh, a mutual fund an individual stock an ETF, or in this particular case, gambling money. We had, you know, well over well over 135 million bet in the state of Nevada was a was a record uh, last weekend, and goodness knows how many hundreds of men were bet uh, offshore with some of the uh, the websites that exist. Big business indeed. Before we take a quick break, I would like to know from your point of view, how has sports betting changed over the years? Veronica, it's changed a lot. It's come out of the basements. Uh, it's come out of the back rooms. Uh, it's come more to the forefront. Uh, I dare say that the majority of the public were very aware that the New England Patriots were favored by a field goal over Atlanta last Sunday, whereas when you go back to Super Bowl three that I talked about, uh, there was only a very small percentage of the population aware that the Baltimore Colts were a prohibitive, prohibitive favorite over the New York Jets in that game. I think the... Uh, the awareness on the part of the public, um, the over-under number on Sunday, Atlanta, New England, opened at 59. Most of us thought that was too high. It eventually fell to 57.5 once, probably still around 58. Those single points don't sound like much, but they do if you go back and look at historical data, which is what you know VSAN is trying to come up with uh, so that people are more aware. So I think that there's, there's more knowledge. It's not looked down upon quite as much as it was back in the early days. Interesting stuff. Thank you so much, Brent. Would you stick around and take our fun betting quiz? Sure. All right. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. 
and every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Need to check in on Wall Street? Listen to Heard on the Street and stay one step ahead of the headlines, only on WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Now it's time for sports broadcasting legend Brent Musburger to take our fun betting quiz. Brent, you ready? Sure. All right. What's the best betting advice you ever heard? Only bet what you can afford to lose. Very smart advice. Worst betting advice you ever heard? Double down. If you lose, double the amount of the bet. Horrible advice. Horrible, horrible. Fill in the blank. A bet can buy. A really good meal and a good bottle of wine. Nice. A bet can't buy. Happiness. True. If you want a million dollars, what would you bet on? Well, first of all, I would invest most of it in the stock market, and I would I would keep out maybe $100,000. You know, uh, there's a lot of differences of betting on a stock and, and betting on a ball game because uh, if you bet on a stock that tanks, you don't go to zero. You bet on a ball team that tanks, and you go to zero. I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, I was had the pleasure of traveling in China, and uh, in Hangzhou, a company by the name of Alibaba was mentioned to me, and I saw the numbers over there, the, the people that were using it. I saw the mobile phones in China. So I came back, and I, I bought Alibaba uh, the day that it opened, and it soared up over 100, and, and then quickly, quickly fell, in, I believe, into the 70s. So because I believed in the numbers, I bought more of it, and I was looking today at 102. But let's say that I had bet the Atlanta Falcons early last year to win the championship and then bet them again, Hmm. and then the outcome of the game, I go to zero. So you always have to be aware of what the final loss uh, can bring you. Uh, And I, I consider the stock market a form of wagering, just like I consider sports. But I consider the end result to be a whole lot different, if you know what I mean. Indeed, indeed. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you so much, Brent, for joining us. Thank you, Veronica. Do you have a personal finance question you'd like us to answer? Email us at podcast at DowJones.com. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at WSJ.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.